it is so wild saying goodbye to your childhood home. This episode will release on the 20th, two days before my family moves from the home that they lived in for 20 years. And there are so many memories here, but I'm so happy for them in their next chapter. And it's just my two parents. It's time for them to downsize. They bought the home of my dreams. Perhaps I helped manifest that for them unknowingly. <laughs> But I'm going to talk about that at a later date. Today, I'm excited to cover topics that you sent in. So hello, hello, Gemma. It's Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. The sponsors you hear today and their special offers will be linked in the show notes, along with ways to connect with the Your Own Magic community. And you can also find all of that at www.yourownmagic.life. And it is time to cover more topics and questions that you sent in via the topic box on the site. And last week I answered four because four is my universe number, my lucky number. And so this one will also be for questions, for topics, for submissions that came in. And though I'm long-winded, I wanted to keep it the episode short so I can focus my energies on this big move, which takes a lot of energy, but it's nice to have this break away this time for myself but also to connect with you and what's going on with your hearts this format is my favorite the q a my favorite so oh and disclaimer like i said last week and it's also an obvious one but you know i'm human i'm not a spiritual teacher i'm just a soul sister walking on this journey with you. And so if something resonates with you, I mean, feel free to pocket it. But if something doesn't resonate with you, that is okay. Let it just simply float away. And if it doesn't as well, it's great because it gives you an insight in another light because we're all supposed to be living these unique journeys, I believe. So of course, everyone's perspective of reality is going to look a little differently. And I talked about this last episode, but I prefer that. I love the dance of those with different beliefs or, you know, different insights or different ways that they connect with the universe. Like I love the variety I mean, it'd be so bland and mundane if everything were monotonous. So yes, I think that it's a great thing. So yeah. Anyway, with all that being said, let's get into the show, shall we? All right. The first question, Beverly from Connecticut writes, this may be a hot take, but I can't get into meditation. I know it's good for me, and I can't help but feel some shame around that, Uh, but I just don't think it's for me, or maybe I haven't found the right meditation for me. I don't know. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Mm. The relationship with meditation for everyone is so uniquely different, like I was talking about earlier, and I've noticed that there are people that have a hate-love relationship with it, or there are people that just purely seem to love it or there are people that just do it just to it's not they don't really have any super emotional ties with it or there are people that absolutely hate it and they might even just stay away from it or there are people that don't like it but they do it anyway 
and I'm sure that there are many in between. I'm someone who has an on and off relationship with meditation because there are times when I just really don't want to do it, though I will likely do it anyway. But there are times when it's hard because it brings up my human's judgments and shame and insecurities. And sometimes it will bring up buried resentment I didn't realize I was holding on to or buried traumas. But that's also why I do it. I want to see those. I want to face those. And then sometimes it's just a nice thing to bring me peace. And that is simply just that. So if you do meditate and something comes up, perhaps recognize that maybe this is good for you to, for your human to be looking at, for your human to explore, and perhaps it's even necessary. And I know sometimes people just really don't like the breathing techniques or they have trouble being told what to do with guided meditations. They're like, don't tell me how to inhale right now, or don't tell me to close my eyes, <laughs> you know? And I'll have stubborn days like that too, where I'm like, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. And then I realize that thought as well. And I'm like, okay, that's my ego. Just being rebellious because I have rebellious tendencies and continue going with the flow of what is guided. So there's a story there. There's a narrative there to look at and to work with. And there's nothing wrong if meditation is not your thing right now. I do recommend at least, you know, maybe try to continue to keep it simple. You can do it on your own. You can play your favorite soothing song. I've meditated to Taylor Swift. I've meditated to Beyonce. I've meditated to a variety of artists. Right now I'm also, I really love Rylan James. Uh, So sometimes it's just about calming the mind and not thinking of anything else and just being super present with what is in that moment. And music helps keep me present. If there's something that helps keep you present that you enjoy, perhaps do more of that just to get to this neutral space so you can calm the body, calm the mind as it helps alleviate so much anxieties and so many burdens and more. Also, sometimes just staring at nature looking out the window and just observing outside for a while is a beautiful way to meditate. Get into that present moment as you allow yourself to relax and naturally that inner peace arises. But one of the most powerful pieces of meditation is the power of mindfulness that it brings and that will trickle to a variety of areas in your life. Perhaps meditation may not be your thing right now, but maybe you can try other ways to practice mindfulness so you can increase your cognitive flexibility and your emotional awareness, your emotional intelligence, and give your human permission the liberty to allow all the thoughts and the feelings and the agendas of the day to float away for a moment while you are present with one thing mindfully. So you can pick any activity that allows you to do that. You don't have to sit down and cross your legs and close your eyes or be in 
a quiet environment even, just find a daily activity that you don't mind using all your senses or taking your time to be super mindful and present in the moment. So let's say it is eating your food, be conscious of picking up your fork and perhaps cutting your tofu or whatever it is. And then as you lift the fork slowly and you take that first bite, pay attention to every chew, perhaps even count to 25 bites and consciously swallow. That is one very beautiful way to simply practice mindfulness in your day that will help train your mind in a variety of ways. I know that people also use this in their exercise. They feel like that's a part of their meditations. And who's to say it's not? You know, who's to say it's not? I understand what they mean because it's kind of like you are really in your body and you're really present in that moment with the exercise and you're not distracted or allowing the chaos of the day to interfere with your zone. And it's about getting in that zone. But I encourage you to continue to at least try meditating for five minutes a day, even if it's just with a beautiful song or finding meditative music, dedicated meditative music to help ease the mind. Maybe write, write, when you wake up as you're just waking up or maybe right when you go to bed and it will help you sleep better as well and it's a beautiful ritual to help you get into that zone for a deeper sleep indeed and there are a lot of apps out there that help with meditation like calm or headspace i also have meditations 52 meditations on my membership site and but there's a lot of free options as well on youtube and so maybe you can explore and find a voice that you know works for you and if anything perhaps even just challenge yourself to go on a nature walk and walk slow and just be very present with every step and notice how it feels, notice how you feel. I mean, there are a variety of ways to quote-unquote meditate without having to sit down, cross your legs, sit up tall, and close your eyes. There are a variety of ways. So, you know, explore something that brings you that sense of inner peace at least once a day, and your human will be so thankful. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support 
communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their liquid lash extensions mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 20% off your first order. I'm loving this pseudonym from Australia. Hello, Leo Queen. <laughs> Hello, fellow Leo Queen. And all they wrote was embracing singlehood. That's it. Just embracing singlehood. Okay. Well, welcome to my territory (laughs) that many of us indeed own and honestly love. I actually was even talking about this with my dad today, how I'm definitely very selective and for whatever reason my heart, I know in my heart that if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And there was only one hell yes for me in the past few years and... I'm thankful it didn't work out, but the only reason why I realized that was a hell yes is because the universe really wanted me to learn lessons from that hell yes. Even though it was heartbreaking, it was very empowering, and I'm so thankful for it, and I'm also so thankful it did not work out. So since, you know, and I've, I've dappled with others, and I just realized that right now, until I feel that hell yes again, there's no reason to just settle. So instead, I am embracing, like they said, singlehood. And I love that it gives me a stronger sense of self. I love that I'm totally in charge of my days. Sometimes, yeah, I might feel lonely at times, especially if I spend a lot of time by myself, but that feeling comes and goes, and I feel actually more abundant and happy with myself than I would with a relationship that would not satisfy me. Honestly, being single helps me appreciate my independence. And I know my value on such a deep level now. And I'm so content with myself that it's going to have to take someone really, really special to impose on that, you know? Though I'm welcome. I'm open to it. I love love. I love love. I, I would love a romantic relationship with someone who I feel is my soulmate. I feel like when you find that contentment with yourself and just being with yourself, being solo, and you focus on what lights you and your passions and fall more in love with yourself every day, man, embracing singlehood is organic. It just comes naturally. So please continue to fall more in love with yourself every day. Enjoy time alone. Spend time alone and see how much you enjoy it. And, you know, find passions on your own. Explore life. See what you are capable of. You know, I actually was engaged many moons ago. Actually, 
truly a decade ago. I was in my early, early 20s and I had to break that off because I needed to be on my own. My soul was like, no, 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 not now. You have to be independent, Missy. And I did. And I feel so good about that. And I know that there are others that felt very guided to be with their person at a young age and they are living happily ever after. Well, some are, some are not, you know, again, we're all supposed to be living these different journeys. I just don't see me being who I am today if I were to be with somebody else. Obviously, I wouldn't be, but I'm I'm just thankful. I'm very thankful that I've experienced my adulthood predominantly solo. I am. And if you've experienced your adulthood predominantly with someone, awesome. I love that for you. But for those embracing singlehood, I hope that you have found or you find contentment just being on your own and continue to remind yourself that you are a queen, a Leo queen for that matter, (laughs) but you're a queen and you deserve to be happy on your own. Then if you are open to welcoming someone into this beautiful life you've created for yourself, they've got to be real, real special and satisfy you better than you satisfy yourself, if you know what I mean. All right, this next question is from Claire from Ontario, Canada. All right, in your conversation with Jai Dev Singh, you both seemed a bit wary of spiritual teachers and to become aware of the spiritual ego and be decisive of what to take in. Do you mind elaborating on this? Yes, I do mind. No, I'm kidding. No, I definitely would love to talk about this. And I also want to say don't, no one needs to read too much into that because there's only a few simple messages in there. Be aware of your spiritual ego and be aware of others' spiritual ego. (laughs) So the spiritual ego is a complex mystery, a very complex mystery, but becoming more and more aware of it is very helpful for not only your spiritual journey, but also your peace of mind and your peace for your human. I fell into many spiritual ego traps, especially in the beginning that actually made me depressed. And I became secluded from the world for like 17 months. It was a different hiding from Instagram than it is now. Now it's like a true choice because I definitely prefer it. But back then I was in a really, really dark place and I had a severe eating disorder and there were a variety of things that I was avoiding because I thought that it wasn't the quote unquote spiritual thing to do. And I was allowing that ego to get in the way. Another sign that the spiritual ego is very loud is when you, one has this spiritual superiority complex, they might judge others for quote unquote being less awake or they're not quite self-aware. And they also, uh, they just simply think that they're better than others because of their spiritual journey. And it's actually a very blind place to be. Sometimes that can be translated in teachers that teach absolutes in this world and not everything resonates with everyone. And also there can be cult-like things like I've been to places before where basically the people were worshipping the leader of this cult, I would say. And uh, 
whatever that guru said was how they had to live. And they, for whatever reason, were very hypnotized by this. And I doubt anyone listening has that severe of a spiritual ego, but there are a lot of quote-unquote gurus out there, especially when they're like, you have to call me a guru, you know? I mean, there are genuine great gurus out there, but there are also some that might have a different agenda or a messiah complex to be aware of. And when you think certain things are more quote-unquote spiritual than other things, that can also sometimes be a trap as well, or having to present oneself in a certain way. So it's, it's just about being true to your human. And the beautiful thing about spirituality is that we are simply just exploring what connects us and how we can connect within, how we can connect with the universe or God or your higher power or whatever resonates with you when it comes to that. So your human who is human and has the ego and has a lot of humanisms to deal with, the darkness and the light has tools to help them through that process and embrace the evolution. So that is why I love to surround myself with a variety of people and not just people that see my perspective. We're all spiritual beings having a human experience. And so to just be hyper aware of how people present themselves, how people share messages, especially if they share them as absolutes. I think that there are spiritual beings, there are human beings that channel some high entities for sure. And then there are also those that are faking it 100%. And it's about, you know, listening to your intuition. If something feels off, listen to that. And I trusted everybody. I trusted everybody. Everyone who said they're a channeler, a medium, a psychic. I trusted everybody blindly. And it definitely brought some trauma that I'd like for the listeners to avoid And if I only received this message to be more aware of that, perhaps that I would have avoided a lot of pain and hardships. So yeah, I think that it's a beautiful thing to be aware of the spiritual ego and doing something doesn't make one more spiritual than the other and becoming aware that the spiritual ego kicks in. Remember, it's not you. It's truly just the spiritual ego that kicks in that wants you to believe that you're better than everyone or you're more evolved or more conscious, or believe that others should think like you and act like you. And I mean, people that are also religious, not just spiritualist communities, fall into these complexes as well. So instead, it's nice to learn who is your human and who is your soul, and how do they dance together. Let go of the dogma, let go of the false sense of moral superiority, and just be you, embrace you, and embrace the humans and the connections around you. And that's all. That's all. Be more aware of your spiritual ego and other spiritual ego. And then you won't really fall into this trap that can lead you down a spiral. I promise you, you do not want to go down. And yeah, if this message triggered you, that's totally fine too. That's something to definitely look at and inquire about. And feel free to, you know, message me about it. I'm totally open for that. I just, I just believe that we are human beings having a spiritual oh no we're spiritual beings having a human experience (laughs) i do i fully believe that 
So this last question is actually a question I get asked a lot. And of course, there were a lot of submissions for this, so I might as well group it into one. And basically, it all comes down to how to start a podcast. Now, we're in 2022. I started this podcast in 2017. It's totally different now. I mean, back then, I was using a site that several sites that still looked like their interface was designed in the 1990s. But now everything is a lot more clean and crisp and up to date. Right now I'm using Red Circle as my host. I do have an affiliate link for them as well if you'd like to, you know, start with Red Circle. I've been loving Red Circle because they are the ones that help me out with my sponsorships and it's just the easiest platform to use. It's not confusing at all. Everything is pretty much laid out intuitively. So I love it. I do. Uh, Before I transitioned to them in 2020, though, I was using this site called Libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N. They're not an affiliate. There are a variety of hosting platforms as well. So Red Circle, Libsyn, and the other variety of hosting platforms out there will guide you in starting your podcasts and teach you how to upload them onto the platforms. And the reason why I'm not sharing this step, it's because I uploaded mine in 2017 and the industry has changed dramatically, especially since there are thousands of podcasts new podcasts daily. So everything has changed. I have no idea how to start it now. All I know is that it's 100% possible and it's easy because there are so many tutorials out there. You definitely want to find a hosting platform that's going to give you an RSS feed URL and yeah, and you can upload your podcast onto several different platforms. Again, Red Circle's the one I use. My affiliate link for them is in the show notes. Now, also, recording. Now, everything else, okay, the only affiliate I'm mentioning here is Red Circle. Everything else I mention, not affiliated. Um, I'm just letting you know what I use. And feel free to take notes. So, for recording, usually with guests, I use the site Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. And that's how I connect with guests. They also have a free version. I use their premium version to receive studio quality interviews as it records the audio directly from my guests, whoever I'm talking to, their internal hard drive, and uploads it to make everything sound a little bit more crisp and clear. And I heard that there's one that's really good called Riverside. I've never tried that, but I'm just letting you know. There are other platforms out there that are kind of popular, and I'm not going to lie. I think that they uh, they kind of suck because it sounds like I'm in a computer and the person that I'm talking to is in a computer, and our voices are a little distorted. Sometimes messages fall short if two people are talking over each other accidentally. So, you know, I'm, not, I'm just not a fan of some of the more known ones out there, but I do like Zancaster and a lot of people like Riverside. But obviously nothing beats in person. So if you can do your podcast interviews in person, that is the absolute best for a variety of reasons. You can tell as well that they are more connected. And as a interviewer, as a host, I prefer it. It's just, I like that one-on-one connection. And 
of course, the audio quality is the best that way. Now for my solos and also for editing, I use Audacity. So for my solos, right now I'm using, in this moment, the platform Audacity because it's the one I edit in. So I don't need to record my solos in Zencaster. I can simply just record it directly into the soft, the editing software I use. And the beautiful thing is it's a free editing software that you can download onto your PC or Mac. I think it comes with PCs. I had to download it onto my MacBook. Yeah, it, I've used it since 2017. It is intuitive, it is easy, and they have tutorials on how to edit. So that is what I use for editing. I'm sure if you have a MacBook, you could use GarageBand. A lot of podcasters use that, I know. And then there are a lot of hosting platforms that have an editing option as well. Like I'm pretty sure Red Circle has one or that could be in beta and Lipsyn. I don't know if Lipsyn has one, maybe, but I know that there are others. I think Zencaster has one. So yeah, if there's an easier editing software out there, then feel free to find that or hire an editor if you want to. When we started Your Own Magic, we had an editor. He was great, but to be honest, I was always wanting to do it because I used to edit things a lot in high school and in college, and so I was kind of itching to do it, and I thought, you know what, might as well, and it's been an awesome creative outlet, so I prefer to edit myself, but if you want to hire an editor, you can do that. Red Circle like, offered me an editor recently for free, and I still was like, no, I, I, just, I just love to do it, but it's nice to have that option, so... Even if you want to edit your podcasts, it doesn't hurt for on the rare occasion that you can't edit to have a friend or, you know, someone you know that can edit and you can just pay them whatever their rate is. And then when it comes to my audio set up, I simply just use a blue Yeti mic and headphones. I use my AirPods. So in 2021, I switched to my AirPods, but I used to use these bulky headphones and they kind of got all messed up through travel and they were expensive and so now it's just like use whatever headphones you have. You do not need anything fancy schmancy to start a podcast. Sure, if you want to, you know, invest in higher quality headphones as your podcast grows, great. But you can simply just start with whatever headphones you have. And the reason why I recommend that headphones when you are recording with another person, so you're recording with a guest, it helps avoid echoes in the post-production process. And then for the mic, I like a Blue Yeti. I mean, they're affordable and their quality I think is pretty dang good. I used to have a very expensive mic and I think the Blue Yeti is even better than that one. And there are several mics out there, as long as you feel like it is crisp and clear to you, no need to spend a ton of money on a nice mic. Now, of course, again, if your podcast grows and you want to invest in that, feel free. But to begin, I mean, might as well just do something slightly more affordable, but also with, that has great quality. And I think the Blue Yeti is pretty good for its price. And I don't call that a scarce mindset. I just call that a wise mindset. That's about it when it comes to starting the podcast. So very simple. Find your hosting platform. Find your recording platform. Find your editing platform. And 
just get a mic and a headset and learn how to edit and you are good or hire an editor, you know, if that's what you want to do. Anyway, with all that being said, I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I love recording this format. It's my favorite. I've said that a million times. And yeah, I am excited to connect with you next week for the 300th episode. Feel free to submit more topics at the site, yourownmagic.life. And with all that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. Have a magical rest of your week. Jai Ma. Yomis, that is a wrap. That is a wrap for this episode. I hope that something spoke deeply to you, expanded you in some way. Please let me know if so. You can catch me on Instagram at Raquel Mantra. I spell Raquel a different way than most, so you can see the spelling in the show notes. Or hang out with the Yomis, the like-minded, very conscious and expansive and helpful souls on the Euro Magic Facebook group especially a place to turn to when it comes to, well, whatever you're going through. And there are several tools on the euromagic.life membership site. All right, well, thank you so, so much and have a magical rest of your day.